listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 1st of February 2023. Later, the Australian share market hits yet another fresh nine-month high. But first, property prices where... They're down 8.9% nationally from their April peak. It means that is the fastest and steepest decline since CoreLogic's records began in 1980. There is a silver lining, though. January prices did fall 1%, but that's the slowest since June. For more, I spoke earlier with Tim Lawless from CoreLogic. If we look at um, even a, a better indicator might be how much values have fallen from their recent peaks, Sydney's been falling in value now for pretty much spot on 12 months. It peaked a lot earlier than most other markets in January last year, so down nearly 14%. That's almost a record-rated decline in Sydney. Uh, previously, we saw the, you know, the 2017 to 2019 downturn. Values were down nearly uh, 15% in Sydney, so not too far from a, a new record low or a new record level of decline there. Um, Brisbane also recording a fairly rapid decline trajectory. That market uh, is down nearly 11% now. In fact, that's new territory for Brisbane. We've never seen housing values fall that much, and it's happened in just nine months. Uh, Melbourne down about 9.3% since that market peaked. But then at the other end of the spectrum, you've got markets like Adelaide and Perth, where values have hardly budged. You know, these are generally much more affordable markets. They've got some demographic tailwinds behind them, uh, particularly in the case of Perth, a very weak long-term cycle as well, which means that that market's still very affordable. Although even in those markets, we're now starting to see a little bit of momentum gathering in uh, a slightly more rapid pace of declines, although compared to the other major capitals, it's still um, pretty, uh, pretty flat conditions. What are the most significant contributors to those declines and why? Well, clearly, this is still about interest rates and an erosion of borrowing capacity, uh, as well as you know things like high inflation eroding household balance sheets and very low sentiment. Uh, they're probably the main drivers. Outside of that, you've also got a few offsetting factors like really low listing numbers are probably helping to keep a bit of a floor under housing prices, even at a time when demand has dropped off. But uh, our, our firm view is still that uh, once interest rates move through a peak, that's probably when we'll start to see a gradual flattening out in housing price uh, declines. What, what does this mean for affordability? Are there any bargains out there? And I know this is not, it's not necessarily a bargain to be buying a five, six, seven million dollar property, but that premium end of the market, though, they're seeing the most significant falls, right? That's where we have seen the most significant falls, absolutely. Just looking at our combined capitalist index, uh, we've seen the upper quartile of the market, so the top 25% based on value, has declined in value by nearly 14%. The, the bottom quartile is down only 2.1%. So absolutely, there's been a, a much more significant fall in high-end uh, property values. And arguably, there may be some opportunistic buying coming through now. It's it's that upper quartile of the market that's really leading this slowdown in the rate of decline now, especially in markets like Sydney, to a lesser extent Melbourne um, and Brisbane. So it's generally a pretty good barometer of uh, of changes or turning points in the market. So that's anything to go by. Potentially, this uh, sort of a reduced rate of decline in that upper quartile could be a hint that uh, we were through the worst of this downturn. That is Tim Lawless there from CoreLogic.
From property prices, let's go to the Australian share market, which did rise to another nine-month high, the 207,501. That's an increase of about a third of a percent. For more, I spoke earlier with Niv Dagan. He's the Executive Director at Peak Asset Management. We're seeing a slowdown in the pace of interest rates. Um, The market is expecting slower pace of inflation, lower interest rates revision, and earnings are better than expected. So combined across the board, uh, we are seeing shares at record highs or not non-year highs. So when we're talking about interest rates, we know that the US Federal Reserve is meeting. Um, the decision to come out tomorrow morning, Australian time, what, what's the expected outcome? Look, the market's expecting a 50 basis points rise. We feel that uh, it is going to be lower than expected to be to be open. Uh, inflation is come out, as I mentioned, slower than expected. We've had some macroeconomic data that's been weaker than expected. So we feel that the US Federal Reserve, um, combined with earnings revisions, price and commodity prices, meant that the US Federal Bank won't raise interest rates as quickly as the market believes. But still, given that, is the market still worried that there may be a US recession? Look, there was talk about that in, a, in the first few weeks of the year. Having said that, we did come out with stronger than expected earning in some of the tech stocks. And the Nasdaq's really found a bit of a base. It's up. I mean, Facebook's up over 60% since the bottom. Tesla's up over 70% since that bottom only a few months back. So we are seeing money coming back into the technology stocks. And there has been essentially a direct revision in the pace of interest rates. So I think that's really, really critical. Uh, so in our view, uh, Ricardo, there won't be a recession anytime soon. Okay, what about for Australia? Here we saw retail sales slide for the first time in almost a year yesterday. Inflation, though, is still high. What's the market feeling about the the moves in the Australian economy as the RBA prepares to meet for the first time next Tuesday? What's the market expecting the RBA to do? Yeah, the RBA is expecting a 25-point base rise. I mean, the as you did mention about the retail sales figures, they came out negative 3.9%, which is the first time in, in a long time, as you mentioned, over 12 months, we've had a negative uh, retail sale figure. Having said that, we are seeing some more money come into commodities, base metals, technology and healthcare across the board. So overall, we think the Australian market is going to cushion that um, you know, hard landing as such, and we are in a really strong position going into that second quarter of 2023. So given all of that and the environment we're entering, where are the opportunities for investors? Yeah, look, I think it's really interesting. There's a lot of talk about this whole chat GDP and predictive AI. So we are keeping a very, very close eye right now in the technology space. I mean, the NASDAQ, as I mentioned, has been one of the worst performers in 2022. So there is opportunity for the technology sector, more specifically, and artificial intelligence to be really, really core shining light in 2023. Commodities, lithium, cobalt, copper, zinc, magnesium. Uh, that's not going to go away, Ricardo. And we are seeing some more money coming into defensive stocks such as the biotech space. So, look, all in all, 2023 is probably going to see a positive upgrade in the market. Niv Dagan there from Peak Asset Management. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.